What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Shout to everybody that came out to our live show. Yes, shout to you. What a show it was. It was sold out. We appreciate it. Sold out in like 10 days, and we're so grateful, so thankful. And we love the fact that everybody at that show was was uh, a participant. <laughs> they wanted to be a part of the show. They came on stage. Uh, it was just so much fun. And we appreciate Or they were just giving audience feedback right. by a round of applause. Right, right, right. And we're so grateful and so thankful. I mean, we had a great time. I mean, the convo was amazing. <laughs> and, you know, and the people who weren't able to go, I know, are kind of upset that, you know, we didn't put it out. And the reason we're not putting it out is because we feel that. You know, we wanted to just do something special for everybody that comes for our live show. So all our live shows right. will be different and we won't put it out. We just feel like we just that's that's ours for the people here that night. That that is that's ours. We're, yeah. we're a big family and we wanted to stay in that area. So we're not putting those podcasts out. But we're doing one for you every week that we do do a live podcast. We'll put out an additional podcast such as this one for Everybody else. Yes. And we promised you guys we're going to be doing more live shows. Yeah. So the next live show is April 15th. It's in New York City again at the Highline Ballroom. So uh, if you want to get tickets, it's HighlineBallroom.com. Again, that's April 15th. This is Sunday. Come on out. We're going to have an amazing time. Uh, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of new things, and it's always fun. And don't worry, if you don't live in New York City, we're going to be trying to touch more towns, I mean, more cities, more places. We're definitely going to be trying to touch those towns. So hopefully we'll see you in a city near you. And if you want to come on up, like we got, I mean, people came from Miami, yeah, Chicago, from Miami, Chicago, North Carolina. A couple flew in from London, uh-huh. a couple that was um, that came upstairs to meet us for the meet and greet flew from london for the live podcast um houston georgia toronto yeah there was so many people from so many different places yeah, everybody asked, was so nice and friendly when we asked how many people from out of town there was so many people that right. were clapping and that made me feel incredible right it really did i i actually love doing the live podcast yes it was it's it's a great like i said i want to do it more i love touching the people i love the fact that we could take pictures and just speak to people and where they're from what they do and you know i really really love that but you know what i loved most about it the right. energy in the room yeah the energy is amazing the energy in the room was great right you know sometimes when you think about going on stage and whatnot i guess the idea can be daunting mm-hmm. but for me it was never daunting because i just feel so much love from people that tune into the podcast right. so I just I felt excited before we went out and I just felt happy right you know what I mean and during the meet and greet everybody just seemed so happy absolutely everybody seemed so like it was great even when we pulled up and we got out of the car the people that were standing online it was just it was just, just such a good feeling the reciprocity of the feeling was just really really incredible so I thank you guys for mm-hmm. that you know absolutely and uh, again the next show is April 15th you could go to the highlineballroom.com Logan Close the door for me, boy. He just snuck in oh, and brought me a vitamin water. Thank you, my baby. Thank you, boy, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, April 15th is the next show. It's already halfway sold out, which is crazy. Which is crazy. So we appreciate you guys. Is like VIP I said, sold out? I think so. Okay. I think so. I'm not sure, but we're going to be trying to do more shows in different areas. So if you can, you know, like I said, it was a perfect date night. There were so many of you guys on dates. So it was great. Shout to Chef. I don't remember his name. Chef Patrick. Shout to Chef Patrick. What's up, Guan? He's Jamaican, right? Yeah, he is. Your accents suck. Don't do accents ever again in your life. They're so awful. What the guan? He knew what I was saying. (laughs) 
Uh, he made me, I, I he apologize made me to all my fellow Jamaicans for my husband's inappropriate accent. It was dope. The food was amazing. I, I really enjoyed the food. How'd you like the steak? Um, yes. And that was another special occasion, people. So, yes, I had a steak. You did? And, and no, it was actually great. It was well seasoned. I didn't have to throw a dash of salt on it. Wow. It That's was, great. it was, yeah, because I put salt on everything. So I didn't have to touch it. So the chef there was great. He oh. made us, um, made some personal meals for us. So that was wonderful. So that was dope. And shout out to everybody that got on stage that really. Oh like, my gosh. I just, can I just tell one story? Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we were talking a little bit about sex. In the, in we were the, talking a lot about sex. Oh, a lot about sex. Actually, the, the whole the whole show was about sex. And you know, we were just asking people in the audience different things. You know, about pleasing your man, pleasing your woman. And we asked, you know, we, we were just talking. It was like, you know, there's a lot of men that like butt play, and because you like butt play, doesn't make you gay. Mm-hmm. And we asked, you know, is there any man in here that that's brave enough? That's brave enough to say it. And not one person waved their hand, but this guy's girl. <laughs> She pointed at him and he <laughs> turned so red. But, you know, we made him come on and he stage. Was brown skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he turned yeah, he red. He was blushing. <laughs> we made him come uh, on stage uh-huh. and then we made her come on stage and they just talked what they liked she about was it. She so beautiful. What they didn't like about it. And mm-hmm. it was funny. He was, she was like. They were, a, they were a good looking couple. She was like, I put my finger in his butt because he put my finger in, in, in his, my butt. His finger in my, no, it wasn't his finger that he put in her butt. Okay. All right. It wasn't his finger. Well, well. Hey. You were drunk at that point. Yeah. So you got drunk on stage. I definitely did. Because you know what? Everybody who came on stage, I was taking shots with. You sh- Rashawn, okay. I'm going to out you. Typically what you do when people want to take shots with you is you fill your cup with water. Correct. Instead of alcohol. So right. you could fake like you're taking a shot, but you're perfectly sober the whole time. I am shocked beyond belief that you did not do that. On that stage. And I ain't gonna lie. I'm still, you were really taking I'm Patron right shots. Now. I know. I'm still hurt right now. After the sixth shot, I'm like, I don't do this. He, I don't know. If you guys were in the audience, I don't know if you noticed, there was a point where he like leaned over and whispered in my ear and giggled and then sat back up straight. He leaned over and was like, maybe I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even remember and that, I, really? Yeah. Oh, you don't even remember that? And I no. whispered to you, I'm like... What the bleep is wrong with you? How do you do that now? And you're like, I'm good though. <laughs> I don't think anybody could tell but me. Oh well, you you were still good. You were. It was fine. fun. It was a lot of fun. It it, it felt like a, a big family a family reunion, and everybody was taking shots, and we just had a great time. So mm-hmm. thank you for everybody that was brave enough to come on stage. You guys were it, Rashawn. There was okay. We're not going to talk about it too much, but uh-huh. there was certain things that Rashawn said. You know, let's pull people on stage and do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, people are not going to get on stage and do X, Y, and Z. And he was like, I bet you anything that we're going to have at least two girls come on stage and do X, Y, and Z. And we had a bet on it. So I owed him a massage and some extra things. Not that night because he was too tired, but. Last night, I had to because I lost miserably. You guys are troopers. I didn't finish. What do you mean? That was just, you started the massage and we started to do other things, but I got to finish more. You have to finish more. How much more is there to finish? Uh, well, now I got to just reload it. I'm good now. That was a whole day. So no, you finished. So you want to restart yep. and finish again. That's yes. a different story. Yes. But I don't owe you anything now. So you have to you have to work towards that. Okay. No freebies around here. All right. Fine. <laughs> um, you know what I wanted to, to discuss a little bit today? What? One of the biggest topics was uh, 
uh, Black China released a sex tape. Well, it wasn't a sex tape, and, and she didn't release it. It was okay. Hacked. So everything that you just said was yeah, a lie. Hold on, hold on. Black China just released a sex tape. Well, actually, it wasn't a sex tape. Actually, back, Black China didn't release it. So, so clarify. Uh, I guess a tape was leaked, and it was Black China giving oral. Okay. Um, and it was another uh, a tape that people said it's Black China. Some people say it's not Black China. But I'm talking about the uh, the oral. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to talk sex tapes a little bit because some people love sex tapes and they love making them, and some people are scared to make them. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Well, first of all, the Black China sex tape. I expected more from Black China. I, I just well, did. I didn't see it. I, yeah. So what happened exactly? Um, <clears throat> I guess Black China, and this is going to sound so crazy, but I don't care. Hmm. Black China is a stripper. Well, was a stripper, right? I believe so. Right, and. This is going to sound horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the strippers that listen. But I just I just <laughs> thought that she was, since she's a stripper and she does all the stuff on the pole and her whole... Well, you don't know if she does pole work. I'm assuming if she was Not a stripper. Not all strippers do pole work. You know that. A lot of them are just well, she on, was a stripper on the stage and okay. they, right. they whirl around the pole, but a I, lot of them don't do pole work. I just assumed her to be sexy and really, really bout it because I just felt feel that's her job. That's no, like It's her job. That used to be a job. She was a stripper. Right. But you can't necessarily confuse. (laughs) You can't confuse someone that knows how to dance on a stage with someone that knows how to perform in bed. There might be some librarians that are absolutely, as you would say, positively about it because they may feel sexy within themselves and and it exudes while they're with someone that they care about or someone that they're attracted to meanwhile someone who's sexy on stage that can be their life and how they make money but that doesn't necessarily represent how they feel inside right so when she gets to a point where she's intimate with somebody else what you see on the stage may not be represented by what you see in the bed just like you. Hold on. Let me tell, let me give you a nice little analogy. Okay. Give right? me an analogy. Go. You talk for a living. I speak for a living. Correct. You're a radio personality. You I get am. on that box every day for four hours. You're talking. When Correct. you're on Sirius, you are talking. You're always doing deals. You're constantly talking, talking, talking. Your gums are right. always bumping. We started doing this podcast. You're talking, talking, talking. When you pull a mic away from you, the first thing that you'll say is, you know what? I don't really like to talk. I'm not a real talkative person. A lot of people in your personal life will say that you're not a talkative person and right. you don't share. Right. The, then you'll respond by saying, well, I really only like to talk to Gia, Correct. which is why this works. Correct. And you talk on your radio show because I guess maybe that's an outlet and that's your profession and that's what you do. Correct. Right. But in your private life, you don't. So it could be the same thing for a potential stripper. Right. She may get on that stage and that's her profession. That's how she makes her money. But in her personal life, she may scale back and then really just be whoever she is. And that may be like what you just explained, someone that you may expect more from considering what they do for a living. Just like when a person sits across a table from you and we're on a group date or something and they might say themselves like, damn, if it's a new person, I might have expected Envy or Rashawn to talk more. Yeah, I get what you're Do you saying. understand what but, I'm saying? But if I date a stripper, right, mm-hmm. I'm expecting that stripper to be the freak nastiest person in bed. I, I don't know why, 
But that's what I'm thinking. Like, if you are a stripper, right? <laughs> I and, mean, I understand why. I, I even, and, that even, expectation is reasonable. Even like you, you, you watch Black Shine, and, and I know it doesn't, you know, you can wear whatever you want, but sometimes she comes out in the house wearing nothing. Right. Oh, I know. And I've seen her nipples plenty of times. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just assumed that when it got to that bedroom, she was going to be. I'm going to show you what it is. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I used to be scared of the dick. Now I do lips to the shit. Uh-huh. Handle it. like. A okay, we get bitch. it. We know the song. That's what I put it in my butt. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what I expected. Yeah. Uh-huh. On that video, it seemed like she was kind of scared of the dick. And the whole reason I'm saying that is. If you're out there and you ever made a tape. What was so scary about it? I don't know. She just didn't seem like she was going for it. Like, okay. all right, like for instance, when we've, we've taped ourselves plenty of times, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm on camera, I'm going hard. Like, I'm <laughs> acting like this is a porn scene and that I have to whatever. Like, And the only way that I can survive this porn scene without dying is I have to go extra hard. That's what I'm doing because I just know in case I'm it ever tape. needs to be reintroduced. And Introduced exactly. into evidence. And I notice okay. when you're on tape, you go extra, extra yeah, hard. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Stop that. Come on. You go extra, extra hard because you're on tape. But also being filmed turns me on. Right. Like that's one of my things. Now, I could tell when when she taped it, it seems like maybe that's what he wanted to do and whatever it may be. But take it outside of, of Black China, you know. I wanted to talk sex tapes because, yes, sex tapes turn me on as well. Taping us turns me on as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's healthy for a relationship because you can go back and watch it. I wouldn't say keep it. We don't keep it because now well, you tried to keep it that one time. What one time that you talked about the other day on, I don't know, like one or two. No, 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 no. I deleted it. But what happened was, yeah, but was, you deleted it and you knew that it went to recently deleted. Your recently deleted I, I didn't files. even think about it. I didn't even think about it. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, it's there. And I, I went back and clicked it. Mm-hmm. But the reason I wouldn't say keep a sex tape now is there's so many never. people out there hacking people. Mm-hmm. Like you can hack somebody's SoundCloud. You have all their pictures, all their videos, which is whack. So if you're going to um, if you're actually going to record it. I would record it on something that can't be hacked, you know? Well, I don't even know if that exists. Um, I'm sure that there is. You don't, I don't, you know, maybe you don't have to use an iPhone or use your old iPhone or if you use your uh, Samsung, you can put mm-hmm. it on a memory card, I think. But, you know, I love making sex tips. I think it's fun and I love going back and watching it. I do too, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it in such an open form like that. I would put stipulations on it. Um, I wouldn't send it. I wouldn't send any pictures. I would keep it. I would watch it and then delete it. Yeah, but I I mean, I would take it a step further just because I would be a little bit more worrisome than maybe your average person. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it this way. My stipulation would be I'm not making a sex tape with someone that I'm not in love with. Correct. And whom I don't trust. But the problem is, is you might love and trust this person now, but then when y'all break up, things change. But and here, we've seen it happen this so is my many point. different times. But this is another stipulation. If it's made with that person whom I love and trust, we would watch it and then delete it in that moment. You know what it has to be in, in our, that moment. In our closet, it has to be a sex tape with old VHSs. I know that there are. And we better get it because what happened You know is, how many times that's crossed my mind? We better get it because that's old But that's too. old stuff. Like that's when you had like a camcorder. Right. And those little mini tapes. That's before I trimmed my pubic hair too. So you might. Yeah, you might. Yeah, those have to be 
burns immediately. It's go, oh, shoot. That's going to look crazy, but we, <laughs> we got to find We those. should go find it and go back and watch it for amusement. Absolutely. But to see how to see how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would only make a sex tape with someone whom I loved and trusted and for the purpose of watching it maybe right after or, you know, go to sleep, wake back up. If you want to have watch sex it the next again, morning, right. you watch it the next morning and then delete it immediately. Even if it's someone that I love and trust and even with someone whom I'm married to for fear of it being hacked or leaking in some way, shape or form. And here's the thing. And I'm going to kind of take it a little sideways and mm-hmm. then I'm going to bring it back. Um, everything is all good when everything is all good. Correct. So... You have somebody, you love them, everything is going great, you're seeing stars and, you know, the clouds are parting and the sunshine shining in and it's hitting that person's face and you just look at them like they are absolutely everything. And it's all good until it's not good anymore. Something goes wrong and all of that trust goes out the window. It's kind of like females. And of course, this is for males too, but I'm just addressing the females. Mm-hmm. It's And this is what I teach Madison. Okay. This is what I teach Madison. And this is the part that I was going to say is a little sideways, but you have a best friend. Mm-hmm. You have your best friend you feel like this person will ride for you they will die for you and you feel as though you can tell them your deepest darkest secrets okay if you did something wrong you let them know you seek counsel you get advice you guys shoot it back and forth and everything and they're your bestie and -hmm. then something goes wrong right and that relationship crumbles and then what happens maybe not right away but it's kind of like um, uh, when things are right in front of you, mm-hmm. it's pertinent and it's serious. But as time passes, things become less and less and less important. So you give it a few months. Your deepest, darkest secrets can start to lose importance mm-hmm. with your ex-bestie. They can be in a conversation and they can let a little bit of information go. They could be in a conversation with someone else and let a little bit more information go. Right. They can be in a group chat and they just might say they don't guard your secrets the way that they did when they're your bestie. So I always tell Madison, I don't care how close you are with any friend ever. This is from now until you're 65. If you have something that you did that you said, that Mm -hmm. you experienced, that you don't want anyone to know because it can come back and hurt you, it can come back and burn you, it can come back and bite you. You do not say it to anyone correct? except myself and or your father Mm -hmm. because we are the only people in this world, the entire world, that will never do anything to hurt you. All of your friends... You can't say that for, and you can't even really say it for your siblings because they haven't gotten the experience Mm -hmm. and they haven't learned the life lessons to learn that specific type of loyalty. Mm -hmm. But if you've ever done anything that you don't want people to know, you don't put yourself in a position where anyone can ever expose you. And that's how I'm bringing it back to this point. Right. It's the same thing. I don't care how much I love somebody. I'm not going to give them that power to turn around and hurt me at a later date 
if and when something goes wrong, which introduces the idea of revenge porn. Right. No, absolutely. And revenge porn is a very big thing. And it's these people that thought that their quote unquote secret in the form of a sex tape was safe. And it's not against the law in some states. It should be against the law. It should be against anywhere. the law everywhere, but it's not. Only in certain states recognize it. Like New York is not one of those states. New Jersey is not one wait, of those wait, states. So California revenge, is. Revenge porn does not exist here. No. Are you certain? Positive. Wow. Positive. So you can expose somebody. You can release their tape. You can put it out in social media, share pictures, um, photocopy pictures, uh, put them on you know telephone poles all across the city and there's no consequence? Um, Except for her big brother coming to beat you up? Yeah. I mean, I know in California there's a consequence and you can wow. be arrested for it. Right, I know that. In New York and New Jersey, no. I don't know about posting it up on you know sites and all that other stuff. That might be a little form of harassment, but it won't be called revenge porn. I guess the idea is kind of like, um, kind of maybe, I don't, it reminds me of ignorance is no excuse right. for, for the law. It's like, if you know that you don't want such video or such pictures being put out of you, then do not take them or do not record it or else you're in a position to be exposed. I mean, the law is a, a pretty. Like, so if you know that you can be in a position where that can happen, don't do it in the first place. And then you don't have to worry about the second place. Correct. You know, the law is pretty crazy because if you put a picture out of me and then I go bust you in the head, I get arrested for assault. Because that's against the law, but revenge porn isn't. (laughs) Well, there you go. But that's what I'm saying. Like ignorance is no excuse for the law. Like you can't just go out and do whatever you want to do because it makes sense to you. No, it has to make sense to the law. Absolutely. And that's the only thing that matters because if you don't take that into consideration, you can end up in jail. You know, but, but back to, you know, sex tapes. tapes. Yes. They, they, they keep the relationship spicy and I would encourage it, but I would say delete it and make sure it's not just delete it. It's delete it and recent delete it and it's Mm -hmm. out of your system. But I encourage, I think it's it's sexy. I mean, I love it. You know, and then, you know, even get a little freaky, you know, do it next to a mirror so you can watch yourself in the mirror as you tape it. Yeah. You know, and and fellas, if you have a little stomach, you hold your stomach in so it makes you look more diesel. (laughs) You know what I mean? From experience. Yeah, I'm serious. And then you just, when you know, if you, if you back shot and just pound harder, it just makes the butt look better when it jiggle. Oh man! And then it turns you on more. Yeah, it does. And then you become a little bit more harder, like Rottweiler, right. as you would say. Yep. And yeah. Then- it it for me it enhances the entire experience. Absolutely. I like being recorded, but I also like recording. Right. Because for some reason, when I'm recording, it makes me feel a sense of power. Right. In that situation. Now, I'm not into. Um, bondage mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, there are certain type of restraints that I like, uh-huh. which we could talk about at another time. But so when I say power, I'm not really talking about like a 50 shades of gray mm-hmm. type of power. But for instance, sometimes when we're intimate, I like to imagine that we're being recorded right. and, you know, I'm not supposed to know about it, right, but right. I know about it. Gotcha. And, you know, there's just certain things that play out in my mind that I enjoy. So I like recording you because for some reason it makes me feel a little bit of power Mm -hmm. and I like being recorded because then it makes me feel a little bit of inferiority, which in different times, depending on the fantasy is sexy to me. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I think everybody performs better when they know that they have to turn on and watch it or somebody else is going to turn on and watch it because your, your act isn't just lost in that moment. Now it's kept. 
Absolutely. Now you want to make sure that you look good and what you're doing is good and that your rhythm is right and that you're sensual and sultry and your lips are perched a certain way and you're gazing a certain way. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all, I don't know. It's a big plus for me. I I like it. Absolutely. But we don't have any um, iPhone sex tapes that that we still have since you've deleted that last one, thankfully. But yeah. So we might make one tonight. All right. And this portion of the Casey Crew is brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for my baby. (laughs) And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes double A through G. My baby just needs a D. Third Love used (laughs) thousands of real women's measurements and super smooth memory foam to create bras that fit and feel great. Now this year, make the change. The change that will have you thinking about bras. That's right. Go to thirdlove.com slash Casey Crew now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Casey Crew to get 15% off your first purchase of a perfect fitting bra. Thirdlove.com slash Casey Crew. Now you love your third love bra, right? I mean, do you like the way that they sit up? I love the way that they sit up. Well, there you go. But I, you know, I'm not going to disrespect their love but I like it on the floor too because I could just rip that bra off and you throw it on the floor oh I thought you meant that you liked my boobs on the floor no like what are we talking about right now you know what forget it thirdlove.com slash Casey (laughs) Crew now um, I want to get to an email that I read okay it better be good Buster all my emails are good that I okay okay Hey guys, my name is Chris and I listen every week to the podcast. Hey Chris. I absolutely love you guys. I have a little bit of a problem and I don't know what to do. I was walking into my daughter's bedroom. She's 15 years old and I found a dildo. Oh wow. What should I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I'm hurt about it. Hurt. I'm hurt about it. Okay. Can you guys give me some advice? Thank you, Chris. Chris is a man or a woman? Can Chris you is a man. Okay, that's why he's hurt. Okay. Because um, Chris could have been a, a female. Right. Short for Christine. I mean, I look at it like this. You want to answer first or you want me to answer first? Can you stop rubbing your leg? I'm sorry. I need you to stop that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, You can answer first since you're a man. Chris, it could have been a penis. <laughs> it could have been a real live penis. <laughs> I, you know, you know, I, I had to think. Wait, wait, wait. Now stop and personalize it. That's what I'm doing now. Okay. If I walked in Madison's room. Can you not use her name? Everybody knows her name, but in this scenario, can you just say if I walked in my daughter's room, like I don't need the visual. Okay. If I walked in our daughter's room and found a dildo, what would I feel? Wow. That's interesting. Hmm. Would I smell it? No. What is wrong with you? Well, To see if it was you. Just stop for a second. What was that? Um, 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 You said. What was that? You said, think about it. So I'm thinking about what I would do. Well, but how'd that even come to your mind? I just want to, you know, just, I, I said I wouldn't. But I said I wouldn't. It crushed your mind. No, it didn't. I just, I'm thinking if I found it, what's the first thing I would do? I want, I, is it used? Is it new? Oh, is, is okay. It, is it a gag? Oh, gift? okay. Is it you? Is it used? Is it new? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Whoa. You sent me for a loop for a second. Anyway, Continue. You know, then I would say, okay, I would, uh, I would call you because I couldn't handle it on my own. And then I would have to think about it. Hmm. So after you called me, you'd think about it some more. Yeah, because I, I still have to think like, this is your baby, but you found a dildo. Then I would look and see what size is it. 
That was an awkward silence. No, the reason being is because is it a small bullet or is it a big ten and a half one? That's what I would think too. uh, Okay. Because if it was a bigger one, I would assume that she had sex and then I would cry. Okay. But if it's a smaller one. So you'd be hurt like Chris. I would be hurt like Chris. Okay. But if it's a smaller one, I would be like, oh. You know, maybe maybe it's a gag gift. Maybe I don't know. But then, well, if it was a gag gift, it would be in a box. Yeah, you're right. But then now I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, should I have a problem that you know she's? I think he said 15, 15 years, and she's you know finding her sexuality. And yeah, you know, when did I start masturbating? You know, so even though I don't want to think about it, but it's I understand, and I'd rather her use a dildo than a real penis. So that's where you're at with it? Yeah, so I would... I would <laughs> you put, guys can see the look on his face. Like, he's looking off I'm, I'm yonder with a squinty eye. So then I would put it back where I found it, and I would never mention it again, ever, in life. And if she came to me and say, Dad, I know you found it, I'd be like, I didn't find nothing. <laughs> Go talk to your mother. She would never confront you and say, Dad, I know you found it. So what 15-year-old would want to have that conversation with her father? So what what would you do and and how would you feel and what conversation would you have? What would I do? Yes, you. Oh. Um, you walk in Matt and your daughter's Let's say I found room. it in an innocent way because obviously I don't snoop through her things. Let's so say you wanted to make her say, bed for her because you wanted to be nice. Yeah, let's say I was making her under bed her pillow, you or see I was the putting away laundry and I right. found it in a drawer right. or something. Um, I would talk to her about it. What would you say? <clears throat> now, all right, go ahead. I'm Madison. I mean, I'm, I'm your daughter and you're me. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I would give it thought before I did it, which I'm not afforded the ability to do right now. So said, no, no, just be no. We're gonna. Act but, I would, but but realistically, I wouldn't do it on the spot. I would okay, put so, it away, so and I would later. come back. I would lay in the bed, and I would think about okay. how I would approach so my now daughter. It's later. Approach but me. you're going to put me on the spot. Go. So let me try to be as proficient as possible. Go. Um, <clears throat> hey, Maddie. I thought you wasn't going to call me Maddie. Well, I can't, I can't now, I can't be like, hey, daughter. Say, hey, boo-boo. Hey, baby girl. All right, call me Maddie, go ahead. Okay, maybe I shouldn't call you Maddie. I might slip and call you Maddie. Because now, now I got Maddie in my head. Because you, you, you provided that visual, so now she's in my head. Say Maddie, damn it, go She's ahead. not going to be happy if this ever gets back to her that we're using her name in such a situation. That's all right, go ahead. All right. Hey, Maddie. Hey, mommy. <laughs> Someone with that voice shouldn't be masturbating. <laughs> so, now, come on, <laughs> you can't, you can't have that voice. All right, try again, you try sound again. like you're four and a half. Right, try again. <laughs> okay, hey Maddie. Hey mommy. That's bad too, but I'm gonna roll with it. Um, so I was putting away some of your laundry. Oh, mommy, you're so nice. And I found something. Some money. I, I always leave money in my pocket. I'm so sorry. No, it was green, but it wasn't money. What was it, mommy? You know what I found. What? You know what I found. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> how come you didn't tell me about it? I mean, Ma, how can I tell you? Hey, Ma, I ordered a, a, a you know, a, a dildo online. Well, clearly you didn't order it online because I know that you're smart enough not to have something that you would want to keep hidden sent to the house, which means that somehow, some way, you got to a store was brave enough to walk in and purchase it. Am I right? No, I actually bought it. I had gift cards and I bought it. And you and dad don't look at my stuff when they come in the house when I order all the other clothes. So I figured you guys wouldn't. So that's how it came. So you had no problem or worry that 
a package coming from a company called Sexcapades no, came to the house. It, it has no name. I checked. It has to have a name. No, it doesn't have. So any that means sexy that you're names. lying. No, it has no sexy names. What's it called? Bertha's sex shot? No, 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 no. It's just, it's just aura. It's just called aura with an address PO box. All right. So let's take for granted that you're telling the truth and I it am. was sent here. Okay, I am, mommy, no, that's this great. is awkward. No. <laughs> okay, so when when did you purchase this? Right after Christmas. When you got all your gift cards. Yes, mommy. Okay. So what made you want to start using a um, sex toy. We we had a conversation. Remember when we had the sex talk and you had a conversation and you said, it's okay if I, you know, learn more about my sexuality and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, I did <clears throat> and I liked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, one day, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> one day... You want the truth? I want the truth. Okay. I was in your room and I looked in your drawer and I found your dildo. <laughs> so I, I, I got one just like yours. Yours is green and mine is pink. <laughs> just different colors, mom. But but that's the reason why I got it. Okay. All right. So how do you feel? Uh, do you enjoy it? Mom. Tell me. Well, yours is way bigger than mine, but I... I <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, here's the deal. I wish that you would have come to me first and asked me my opinion about the sex toy because, and this is sidebar, like we know she's a virgin, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would proceed by saying, because I know that you're a virgin and if you wanted to experiment with self-pleasure or self-gratification I would have preferred it would be advisable that you didn't go full force with a vibrator of that magnitude, like a vibrator like mine. I wouldn't want you to use a dildo or something that you would insert into your body, Mm -hmm. specifically with you being a virgin. Mm -hmm. If you wanted something to assist you, then I would have preferred if you would have just gotten a mini vibrator or something like that. We could have talked about it. I could have given you advice about it. Mm -hmm. You could have researched it and you could have gotten the same type of pleasure or a similar pleasure without having had that physical experience for the first time with something that wasn't real. Mm -hmm. Like that feeling, that intimate feeling is a gift in a sense, mm-hmm. and it's something that you're supposed to experience with someone that you love, preferably someone that you're married to, and you've kind of robbed yourself of that experience now having a similar feeling with something that's real and something that doesn't exemplify love. Now, after you've already lost your virginity, if that's something that you want to do and entertain yourself with when you feel like it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have a problem with it. I just wish that you would have come to me so that we could have discussed it because you're a big girl now. You're 16 years old. You know, you're not a baby. It's clear that 
you're going to have these feelings and you've probably been having these feelings for a year, a year and a half now, possibly. So I understand there's nothing wrong with it, but I just wish that you would have gone about it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So there's no problem. I'm going to buy you a few books for you to educate yourself a little bit more Mm -hmm. about, you know, self-pleasure and things like that. And this way you'll just be well-rounded when it comes to that. But that's pretty much it. I would prefer if we got rid of that and maybe I can get you something different that you can use that I think would be better for you, your age and your level of experience. Okay, mommy. Does okay, mommy. <laughs> what I was gonna say. All right, ma. Hey, you, want, you want this now? I love you. I love you too. Okay. I mean, the way the way you handled it, I think it's great. And for Chris, if you're listening, that's the perfect way that you should let your wife or your uh, fiance or your girlfriend handle it. But let me talk to Chris because I think that Chris may be hurt because listen. When, and I don't want to put any ideas in Chris's mind, but... Uh-oh. You're in trouble, Chris. But I want him to consider something. Because this is a 15-year-old child. Correct. Right? Teenager. Who should be having these feelings and who... Correct. I wouldn't expect anything other than a 15-year-old girl masturbating. I think 15-year-old teens across the planet are masturbating. I don't Mm -hmm. think that there's anything wrong with it. There's nothing shameful about it. I think that it is 100% par for the course. I know that I was masturbating at 15. I'm sure you were masturbating at 15. Mm -hmm. You know, so... But this isn't her fingers... This is a full-fledged dildo sex toy right. vibrator. How did he put it? Dildo or vibrator? He said dildo. Okay, because dildos, if I'm not mistaken, dildos- I'm sure he doesn't know the difference between a dildo and a vibrator. Are the ones that don't vibrate? They're like just like the plastic or rubber or I'm whatever? I'm sure he didn't check to see. Okay, well, whichever way. Yeah, I wouldn't. Whichever way. Um, if I were him and I saw that, my concern would be- are you having sex? Correct. And in the interim of you having sex, meaning for those periods while you're not sexually active or Mm -hmm. maybe during a breakup or just a slow week or whatever, um, is that how you're satisfying yourself? It's the choice of um, self-pleasure that has me nervous. If Madison was a different kind of girl, Uh because I know, you know, we know Madison very well and, Truth be told, and not to put our business out there, but Madison's never even kissed a boy and she's 16. So I can take for granted that she's a virgin, but we could just as easily have a daughter that's different. Correct. You know, that's not that, um, that doesn't have that mindset. Right. You know, and I didn't, I, I was a bit of a prude myself until I met you. And it took a year for me to lose my virginity to you. Before that, all my friends called me a prude. But even being a prude, I didn't have Madison's mindset. Correct. Do you know what I mean? I was open to a lot more things where I feel like she's not open. But I could easily have a daughter that is more like the way that I was or more like the way that my friends were. Who were absolutely sexually active at 14, 15 16, like very sexually active and experiencing all types of things and going from boy to boy to boy. You never know what you're going to get 
in a child. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whatever you do get, you deal with your child accordingly, always with love and understanding and you use teaching moments, right? Right. So with Madison, if she wasn't that type of girl at that moment where I paused and said, okay, well, I know that she's a virgin, I would have inserted with, okay, so your choice of sex toy has me concerned. To me, I'm taking it as a possible indication that maybe you've experienced sexual intercourse before. Is that true? And if you have, not to say it's okay, I may be disappointed because we haven't had a talk about it, but you should let me know because there's a lot of things that come along with sex. Right. And I want to make sure that we go over it. I want to make sure that we're on the same page. I want to make sure that you're safe, that you're protected. I wouldn't take that opportunity to bash my child, to shame my child, to make them feel badly or anything, because all you're going to get is a clam at that point and a child that feels awkward around you Mm -hmm. and feels as though you're disappointed. Despite whatever disappointment I might be experiencing, I wouldn't show it to my child because I believe in openness and honesty and if she is having sex with a boy at 15 and if it's a boy that she's not in love with and there's no actual commitment, then I might be worried that there is an insecurity problem or he's filling a void. I don't know if a father's in the household, you know, things like that. Like those are things I'd be concerned with. So I would take those opportunities to talk to her about it. So for Chris, I would try to get to the bottom of whether she's sexually active Mm -hmm. or not. Um, And I'm sure, well, I'm not sure, but I would hope that Chris would know if she has a little boyfriend or whatever. And those are the things that we would talk about. And then if she is sexually active, first, I would try to dissuade that activity, number one. And um, number two, if I'm observing my child's personality and I know who my kid is Mm -hmm. and I know that that kid is going to do what she wants to do despite my guidance, then I would make sure that she's protected. Okay. Now you have to be on the pill. Now you have, well, and this is just a sidebar, right? If you are out there and you have a child that is about to turn 11, 11 years old or older up to the age of 16, take your child to the pediatrician and get he and or she an HPV shot. Tell them why. Because um, HPV is a sexually transmitted disease that is permanent. Once your child or an adult is infected, Mm -hmm. it is not something that they can get rid of. And HPV is something that can lead to cancer, cervical cancer. Correct. So it is very serious and it is something that can be transmitted from man to woman, from woman to man. And it is out there. And a lot of young people are getting HPV and a lot of the time it's asymptomatic. So, you know, you can find out about it through a pap smear Mm -hmm. or, you know, if you're looking for it. But if you get the shot, then your child is protected from HPV for their whole life for their whole life. So Madison and Logan both have their HPV shot. Mm -hmm. So if she doesn't already have it, I would make sure that I took like, that is just one STD that you don't have to worry about. Correct. You know, if there was a herpes shot, if there was any gonorrhea shot, a chlamydia shot, a crab shot, if there was a shot, I would, my kids would get shots for everything, but those don't exist, but there is an HPV shot. So I would take her 
and 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 have her um, taken care of with the pediatrician with that. But the best thing to do, and to be honest, I don't know what your relationship is with your daughter, Chris, but I would advise my wife, my girlfriend, whoever her mother is, mm-hmm. to go in and have that conversation with her if she has a level head. Gotcha. And if she doesn't, then you guys need to have a conversation so that you can get her to a level place so that she can have that conversation with your daughter. But I want to end that with saying that, listen, a 15-year-old masturbating is normal. It's fine. It is Okay. Right. So don't think that that's something weird or strange or anything. Like you have this organ that's yours that when you touch, it feels good. So it's normal that any child, male or female, will kind of linger around to see what happens. Right. So there you have it. Okay. I think that's great advice. Thank you. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. One email. You're not getting away that easy. You want to do another one? Absolutely. See, this is how I get her to end. I get her to end when I want her to end. What do you I, mean? Because I have the email ready, but I know if I if I read this email and then say it's over, <laughs> you'd be like, one more. But if I just say one more, we get this last one. Here we go. Now, um, You're so stupid. Don't mind the way that I'm reading it because the person doesn't want me to uh, say their uh, information. Okay, so you're going to be skipping over certain yes. things? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it started with, hey guys, I wanted to let you know how much I love the podcast live. I went last year and had to come again. Uh, I was at one of the tables screaming. I love you guys and have been listening since day one. I have so many questions I want help with, but this, not the message for all of them. Uh, I just wanted to say how much fun it was. Uh and I'll see you April 15th. Now, one is I'm 26 and I'm single. I've been single since 2014. Me and my ex was together for four years. My mother wants me to do online dating, but I don't trust it. My main issue, which I don't think is an issue, is that I don't want to date anybody with kids since I don't have any. I also don't club. Guys my age only looking for sex, it seems, and I want more than that. I don't know what to do. Okay. Now, I told her, I said, okay, because she uh, DM'd me and you. Okay. Uh, I said, okay, we'll answer on this week's podcast. Thank you for attending. I'll ask Gia on this week's episode. Right? Mm-hmm. She goes, also... I was also sexually assaulted by a family friend when I was a child and got oral herpes from him. So I feel even though it's not my fault and I've never had an outbreak or pass it to anyone, I think people won't understand. If you discuss, please don't say my name. (sighs) Wow. I, I, you know, mm. People definitely won't understand. I'm, and, I, and I'm just being honest, you know, because if somebody came to me and said they had, what did she have? Oral herpes. Oral herpes. I would automatically, <clears throat> my small minded self mm-hmm. would definitely turn, take off and run. I'm just being absolutely positively honest right. and that's not right. Um, I don't know anything about oral herpes. Right. I don't know how it's contracted. I don't know how it's, you know, if it can be contracted, if it's curable, if it's, if it could just, you know, if it's, you know, you could take a pill and it it's 
chills in your body so you can't pass it on so i honestly don't know mm-hmm. so i would have to learn that so for you young lady i'll call you young lady because i appreciate you for listening um and this is gonna sound crazy but this is true you're not alone and the reason i say you're not alone is one and i know you probably hear this all the time one in three people have herpes that's a fact now, when you say, because I've heard that statistic, I don't know if it's one in three or one, one in three. four or one in five, but I've heard it's one know, in three. I've heard a similar statistic, and um, I never really did the research to know exactly what that means. For some reason, um, I'm under the impression that a lot of people have the herpes virus living in their system, correct? Somewhere, somehow. Um, but, and again, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought that maybe they are not sufferers of it or, right. nor carriers. Right. I thought that that statistic just means that people have it in their body, but it'll never present itself. Right. And you can't give it to somebody else. So I don't think that that means that one in three people have oral herpes or genital herpes or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. That's the impression that I'm under, but I'm not certain. Right. I'm not sure either, but I'll call you young lady because I don't want to say your name. But I believe one in three people have some type of something of herpes, right? And I wouldn't tell somebody right away, and I would I would try online dating, and I would also if you don't like She'd the have club, to tell them right away. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm gonna tell you why. But think about it. No, no, we don't have to kiss yet. Let's get to know okay. each other. We don't have to get physical yet. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to just tell everybody my business. You know, um, that's true. Now, what I would do is, yeah, you might not like the club, but the events that Guy and I do are not the club, but you can still meet people there. And we're going to be doing more events. We're going to be doing brunches. We're going to be doing day parties where it's going to be where you can go out and have a good time and not worry about the bullshit. It's going to be fun. And we're going to everybody's going to be there as a family like our live podcast. But anyway, I wouldn't tell anybody and and not to be secretive because it's nobody's business because you don't know what step you want to take with this person. You know, you know what what you can do and what you can't do as far as sexually or even kissing. And it's not your fault. It's like, don't think it's, oh, it's me. No, it's not your fucking fault. It's that fucking coward that touched you when you were a child. That bitch ass that touched you when you was a child. And I'm sorry for, for talking aggressively. I just hate people like that. And his penis should be cut off for the fucking rest of his life. But anyway, that's another story, another situation. I would go and I would go on dates. And it seems like you don't like to go on dates because of that. And that shouldn't be a problem. That shouldn't be a reason. You know, yes, that happened to you. But you have to find it deep in your heart to say, fuck that. This has happened. God does things for reasons and I'm going to continue to live. Yes, go on dates, meet people. You don't have to be sexual. You don't have to be kissing. Go and see what you like. And then when you find somebody that you like, that you connect with on a level outside of sex, then you have that conversation. Oh boy, that's our baby, our baby girl at the door. You know, then you have that conversation. Hold on, they're knocking at the door. Mama, come. Then you have that conversation. Hey, mama. Hi, Hi baby. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll be Hi, finishing mom. in a second, mama, okay? Oh, oh. oh, I said we'll be finishing in a second. We'll come downstairs in a second. Bye bye, Brookie. We're recording something. Bye bye. 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 <laughs> Mommy, give us a little while. I'll come downstairs and check on you in a few minutes, okay? All right, mama, love you.
Close yeah. the door, mama. But okay. as you can see, we tape our podcast in our bedroom and we literally usually, on the bed. We usually tape it the day where the nanny's not here. All right. But anyway, but back to saying so I would definitely go out and I would date and, and I would see who connects with me and just connects with me honestly, you know, and just we connect on the same mind frame. And we, you have that, you know, when you spoke to somebody and it, and it sparks. And then after I got to know that person, I would be honest and I would tell them exactly what happened, because if somebody told me exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Then I would be like, really, it wouldn't concern me and I wouldn't care, you know, because I'm, I, I. Most people are compassionate and would understand. Do you think that most people are compassionate when it comes to a situation really like that? that? Absolutely. It's not like she's saying, yeah, I was hoeing around and I didn't no, wear no, protection. No, 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 no. no hmm. yes. If, for that situation. Absolutely. And if we were talking and I liked you. I wouldn't give a fuck about that. I, we, we would go to the doctor together and see how I can prevent not getting it. But other than that, I wouldn't give a fuck. I disagree with you. Okay, why? <clears throat> I agree with everything that you're saying, 100%, mm-hmm. except for the part where you believe that most people are compassionate. When they hear, when they hear her story? No, I don't think that most people are compassionate. I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of compassionate people out there. But not post most people. I think that most people are interested in self-preservation. Right. And I think that most people's entire life is propelled by self-motivation. Correct. I think that most people think of themselves first. Mm-hmm. They may not present themselves like that to the world, but when they're at home laying on their pillow in their own private thoughts, I think that most people care about themselves first and right. others second, whether they admit it or not. It would be wonderful if she could find a person mm-hmm. that would be exactly what you described. But as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, how realistic is that really? You know what I mean? Um, I don't really like to just talk about what sounds good. Correct. And what sounds beautiful and the way that we would like things to be. I like to talk and think about the way that things really are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's first address like the online dating. Okay. Right. How do you feel about online dating? Uh, I know a couple people that do it and you know, they get a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while they, they find, find that something. they find mm-hmm. something that they enjoy. Yeah. But yeah. they they do get a lot of bullshit. I know somebody right now that's online dating and he's going through different people, but you know, he's fi- he's dating oh, so he? Yeah, he he uh-huh. he's dating a whole bunch. He's dating black women, he's dating Asian women, he's mm-hmm. dating white women, just to, and he's just dating people to see mm-hmm. that's who what he connects about. with. Mm-hmm. And um he ran into a, a, a lot of toads mm-hmm. and he's looking for his princess. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't see a problem Has with he found, it. He hasn't found yet. He just started maybe uh, two, three weeks ago and he's been on like two dates so far and he doesn't have a problem with it. He's, you know. Oh, but he's like communicating with people from different backgrounds. From and different stuff. backgrounds. He's, he's having conversations. Dates. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, he's not looking for sex. He's actually looking for a companion. So mm-hmm. he's, you know, going through the pro, you know, the process. They're going out to eat and whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, I know of three personal success stories from mm-hmm. online dating, and I know of a few more um, from afar, Correct. you know, like a friend of a friend right, right, right. type of thing. So I definitely think that it can work. I think mm-hmm. it sounds a little cheesy. 
cheesy, strange, a bit off-putting, mm-hmm. maybe. But if you're single and you're not out there like that, like this young lady, if you're not clubbing and you're not in those type of social situations where meeting someone is a little bit easier, right. then that might be the route. So I think that that's okay. So let's say that she meets somebody. Mm-hmm. How realistic is it that you would date someone enough to trust them with that piece of personal information, but to have not kissed them yet? Those that two things tough. I can't put together. I don't think that that's realistic. Well, and I and I I agree with you. I think, and we talked about this briefly before. I think that you absolutely must be able to trust someone with that kind of information because that's not something that you want circulating. You right. don't want that to be repeated. That's very private. Um, but being that this isn't necessarily a sexual issue, you can put somebody off for having sex for months. And right. if they're interested, they may still date other people. They may still even sleep with other people. But by the time that you realize that you're into them and the two of you decide to commit and move forward with a sexual relationship, mm-hmm. you may have been able to, to ascertain that trust mm-hmm. where you can tell them, okay, I have, you know, an STD. This is how I got it. I've been to the doctor these are the facts I want you to know so that you can decide if you want to take this relationship any further. But we were just dating. We weren't necessarily exclusive. Now that we are, I think that you're privy to that kind of information. And now you can make a decision about whether you want to move forward with me or not. Right. Okay. But her situation is oral herpes. And I don't think you're going to get to the second date without ending that night at the very least with a kiss without it seeming very strange and maybe a guy thinking, well, if she's not kissing me by the second date and clearly we had a good time and we're into each other and we're having fun and it's all wonderful, he may take it as, well, maybe she's just not into me and she may not get another phone call. I think she would. Or if she does the same. Songs. Or he may just think that she's strange if I, I'm going to be perfectly honest, if I were on a date with a girl that I met and we, I like her and we're having a good time and we go on a date, I can understand maybe not kissing me the first night, right? but by the second night, hold on guys. Hey mama, come on back in. You need something? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, give me mommy, mom, give me two minutes and I'm going to come take care of her. Okay. All right. Thanks. Love you, Mama. <laughs> Bye, Brookie. Bye-bye, Brookie. Bye. Bye. And for those of you that may be newer to the podcast, you may not know, but my mother has dementia. Right. So she was just here about maybe five minutes ago, and then she came back again because she has no recollection of having been here five minutes ago. So right. that's um what that was about. Um. So, yeah. So if I were him, I would think to myself, you know, it might be a little strange. Hold, that on. Hold on one second, baby. Logan. Yes. Can you um help help with Brookie? Grandma needs help with Brookie right fast. What's she need? Uh, pamper and all that. And wipes. Sure. Did you speak to her? Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. So I need you to do it now. Okay. Thank you.
as you can see, we're a big happy family that helps each other. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I would think that it was weird if we got to the second date mm-hmm. and enjoyed everything up to that point and I went for a kiss and she turned her head. Right. So I would think there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with her. Not on a second date. On a second date, Rashawn, yes. No, I think, yes. I think she could get away with a second date and then a third date have that conversation. I think she could have... I think she can have uh, the first date and then spend a lot of time on the telephone talking, you know, because that way you don't have to worry about kissing and you can get close and get to know somebody by talking on the phone for a couple of days. I think that that's true. And but then, if by the second date and let's just go further, let's say she makes it past the second date. Then the third date she tells him. So by the third date, do you feel as though you trust somebody enough with you, that kind of information? You have to. And this is what makes it sticky for me. But that's why I also say you have to talk on the phone. You have to have as much communication because you really have to know somebody and try to figure out who somebody is in that period of Whether time. Whether they're a good person or not. Or right. not. Because we can have a as, first date as and it's a lot wonderful. of West Indians say, like if your spirit takes them. Right. So we can have that problem. But if we talk every day on the phone and we're talking for hours at a time or hour or 30 minutes, you start to get and feel who somebody is, just who they are. You know what your background is, how you are, you know, and then from there. You have to, you have no it's a problem for me. I'm going to be honest with you. But you don't, you don't have an opportunity. Because if I'm no, her, after three dates and me talking to someone on the phone, even if it's many, many hours, that's not something that I want to share so soon. You have to, you have no, and, you have no well, opportunity, I'm, I'm, you have no chance. I'm, through talking this out, I'm understanding that she probably doesn't have much of a choice and that would be the best case scenario, mm-hmm. but... I wouldn't feel good about it. Yeah, of course. I would definitely have a problem with it. I wouldn't want to trust somebody with that information because I never really know someone's true intentions. But you can't you can't think like that. Like you have to be in a situation where this happened to you in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can't let it hold you down. You can't let it affect you for the rest of your life. You have to allow it to be like, you know what? This happened. Fuck it. You know, you can't live life thinking about, oh, my gosh, I wonder what this person is going to feel. Oh, my gosh, I wonder what this person is going to think. No, you know, not at all. Like even if you tell him and he says, no, I don't want to be with you or no, I'm out of here or he never calls you. That's his loss. That's very true. But that's not what my concern is. My concern is her protecting herself and her privacy. She can't. I I'm not worried about what other people may think of her like, oh my gosh, I just shared this information with him. What does he think? I'm not concerned with that because what he thinks is his problem, but her protecting herself should be her concern. She has no, she can't. But I think that the best way to go about it is to do everything and to take every step to the best of her ability to make all of the best choices that leads up to that point and then once you get to that point and you have a certain level of trust with that person and you feel as though they're a good person and you like them and you decide that you want to pursue it and you want to further the relationship and Mm -hmm. see what lies there then you do tell them right and you pray and you hope for the best you hope that it works out and you hope that that person winds up being your person Mm -hmm. you know but I just want to make sure that, you know, when we're here giving our opinions that we think every little step through. And I did. Because, yeah, because I want to make sure that someone like her in her position 
considers everything. Absolutely. Because a lot of times people just jump out the window and they do things. A lot of times people open their mouths too soon Mm -hmm. and whatnot and it comes back to hurt them. And I just want to make sure that she's protecting herself and her own privacy. So yeah, I would, I would stretch it out as long as possible Mm -hmm. and decide if, um, if you like the guy, if you feel comfortable and you like him and, and to give him that information and you know, you know, you come to all our events and you consistently DM us, you know, and, and let us know, you know, keep us abreast of what's going on. And you always have our support and we appreciate you. All right. Yes. All right. It's time to get up out of here. OK. All right. Now, don't forget, again, our next live show is April 15th. And it's at the Highline Ballroom again in New York City. So get your tickets. If you haven't got them already, it will sell out. And we always have a lot of fun. And don't worry, we're working on a plan to get to everybody's city. You know, so, you know, maybe do something on the West Coast. Maybe do something, you know, in New Orleans for Essence Music Festival. We're definitely trying to figure out some ways so we can get closer to you guys because we really enjoy doing a live yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. We really have a lot of fun. So it's like for me, it's like sitting in the living room with your friends. Absolutely. You know, yeah, crazy friends, crazy drunk friends. Sometimes <laughs> we did have some crazy drunk friends that night. Uh-huh. We absolutely did. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you guys on the next time. I will see you next time. All right. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey crew. Toodles.